could, to turn to Psalm 128, if you could. Psalm 128. And I, and I thought, as I read this yesterday, I thought, how appropriate, in a sense, for today with our, child, our parent and child dedication. But I, I also thought, Lord, there's something far bigger here. So I was kind of bouncing some things off of Tracy last night as I was talking, not really certain what direction I was going. But uh, this is where the Lord has taken me. So let's look at Psalm 128. And really, I just, incredibly enough, want to just land for a moment on that first verse of Psalm 128. Blessed are all who what? Fear the Lord who walk in obedience to Him. Blessed are those, are all who fear the Lord. I'm going to ask you all just real quick. We have talked about the fear of the Lord many a times, um, but I'm going to, I, I really want to just get a feel from you all. When you think of fear, <laughs> do you get warm fuzzies? Do you? No. No. In this day and age, when we talk about fear, in this time, in this 21st century, 20th century, what do we sense? It's certainly not anything warm and fuzzy. If anything, fear leaves us feeling very cold, lots of negativity. It certainly does not play out into something that we want to be a part of. And yet, here we have it saying, blessed are all who what? Fear the Lord. I really believe in society in this day and age, uh, we have run into a situation where we have lost, we have lost a sense of the fear of God. We really have. I, 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 I love the love of God, amen? And I love His grace and I love His mercy. But without actually being in a relationship with the Lord, a love relationship with the Lord, all that becomes many times is freedom to do just whatever. Now you say, oh boy. Where are we going today? I know, not exactly the greatest beginning coming off of a child, a parent-child dedication, but just bear with me just for a moment. I want to look at it for a moment. What is the fear of the Lord? Now, I'm going to tell you, number one, what the fear of the Lord is not. I'm going to read a couple verses. I want you to hear them, okay? 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love. Amen. But perfect love drives out what? Fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I'm going to connect that with Romans 8. It says, the spirit you received didn't make you slaves anymore. Amen? So that you will live in fear again? No. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. Let me share real quick. Fear is not being a slave to do's and don'ts. Hello? Fear is not about being a slave and protecting oneself from punishment. 
How many know when our kids get in trouble, they're less concerned about the fact that they broke an infraction, more about the, the, the concern of what's going to happen now? Right? How many know that many people's quote-unquote relationship with God looks just like that? Where it's not, oh, I serve an awesome God, a loving God, amen, because that's who we serve. How many know our God is good and our God is awesome and our God is mighty and He is loving in all areas? Absolutely He is. But so oftentimes we have folks fearing the Lord based on the repercussions of what He might do as opposed to, I just want to be with Him. Amen? How many of you as a kid ever experienced that one time when you, you, you did something you shouldn't have done? You broke a rule. You, you did something completely uh, that, 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 that just was a big no-no. But for the first time, you weren't concerned about the fact of what now might happen to you. You were broken over the fact that you just did that against the one that you love, your mom or your dad. I remember there was one point in time where I did something and then suddenly I realized, wow, that's really going to hurt my parents. Suddenly, my tush wasn't worried. The corner didn't sound all that bad. I was concerned about what this could possibly do to my parents. Fear is not self-focused. Hear this, guys. Hear this. I'm just touching foundational stuff today. Fear of the Lord is never self-focused. Fear of the Lord is never being afraid, and, and so therefore you just do it to make sure you don't get in trouble. You follow Him to make sure you don't get yourself in hot water. That's not a relationship with the Lord. Who hears that? Who hears that? I know this is foundational stuff, but just hear just for a moment. I'm going to tell you what fear looks like. Acts chapter 9 says, 9 says this, Then the church through Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. Everybody say peace. Who likes peace? Enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and being encouraged by the Holy Spirit. What is going on there? How is there peace when you're living in the fear of the Lord? How is it the Holy Spirit is encouraging you as you live in the fear of the Lord? See, I feel like we've completely missed what fear of the Lord is. Let me read one other verse out of 1 Peter 2.17. Show proper respect to everyone. Show proper respect. Another, uh, uh, another one says, uh, love the family of believers. Where have you heard that before? Love your what? Your neighbor as yourself. Then it goes on to say, fear God, right next to that. Now, notice how it says, love your neighbor, fear God. Do you think that that love and that fear is probably connected? Do you know what basically they're saying here? I'm not going to make this hard. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. Who's got a coin in your pocket? Who's got a coin in your pocket right now? Anybody? All right, take it out real quick. Lift it up. Anybody got a coin? Boy, are we going into a cashless society here? Is that what's happening? Either that or the offering plate cleans you out. I can't. I'm not sure. Okay. Somebody just hold that coin up real quick. Okay. Got some coins held up. I want you to hear something. The love of God and the fear of God 
is two sides of the same coin. Now hear what I just said. The full-out dedicated love of God and the fear of God is the same sides, or the two sides of the same coin. You can't have one. Let me be point blank here. How many can say that you love the Lord Jesus Christ so much, you love Him in the same way you love the idea of going to heaven? Did you hear what I just said? Who loves the idea of going to heaven when you die? Do you love Jesus that much more? Okay, then I'm going to ask this. Who here fears the idea, the idea of going to hell? We all better, right? Outside of assurance, right? Do you equally, if not more, fear the idea of not being in relationship with God? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you right now, I could stand up here and, and, and try to instill fear in you about hell to get you to get to know Jesus. Is that going to do me a whole lot of good ultimately? I'm just going to create a whole bunch of slaves to what? But you do need to know that outside of Jesus, you're going where? So rather than being super fearful preaching a fear of hell, I'm going to preach this today. We should fear not being in relationship with Jesus parents with children. You should be more afraid that your kids don't know Jesus. And yet I hear so much fear abounding in other areas. See, our greatest thing is this. Our greatest need to know is this. Lord, the fear of you is this. You are so awesome and so amazing. I never want to leave you. I never want to operate outside of you because I know if I do, I know where I'm headed. And that's not just hell. That means I am going to become a victim of everything myself brings on. And how many here have done really well with your own selfish intentions? How many successful self-centered people do we have at being self-centered? Oh, we're all pretty good at it, but what does it do fruit-wise? Fruit See, I, I, I have to dig in even a little deeper here. You know, Malachi 3.16 says, Then those who feared the Lord. Now, if that's the other side of the same coin, we could also say, Those who loved the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance. I've done a little bit of research on this. I wanted to make sure where theologians stood with this. The scroll of remembrance, as best as we can come across, is the same as another book that we hear about in Revelation and in the Old Testament, and that book is called the what? The Lamb's Book of Life. That book of life with which your name and my name when you're in Jesus is written down on. It says here, a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. Those who are in the Lamb's book of life are those names of those who what? Fear the Lord. But also, flip the coin, they also what? Let's be honest, it's the same thing. Don't kid yourself. That's where I'm trying to get at today. 
fearing the Lord is the same as loving the Lord. If you rationalize sin, you don't love Him. I'm sorry. You don't. You cannot rationalize sin in your life. Now, I'm not telling you to be sin-focused and go, oh, I'm so terrible. I live under condemnation. No, be like, a, be like King David and stand back up. Get before the Lord and say, I repent. I never want to turn from you again. The Lord is far more interested in how you respond to Him in that than beating yourself down. But I'm going to tell you here again, guys, sin is, it, it, it runs rampant far too easy when we, don't, if, when we forget from whence we have come. Outside of Jesus, hell awaits. Amen? And who's headed for hell? Well, Revelation has a long list. And you say, well, why are we focused on that? Because sometimes we just need to be reminded of what we've been freed from. Sometimes we need to be reminded of what we've been saved from. So that that we don't find ourselves, well, God loves me, so I'm going to hold up. But do you love Him? Because if you love Him, you're not going to go walking back down this path again. See, here's what I'm getting at, guys. Society today wants to hear about the love of God, and they have to. Amen? They have to. They need to hear the love of God. But I'm going to also say this. We need to remember what the love of God has set us free from and saved us from. And we can never steer away from that. Can anyone sitting here today say, oh, God's been so good to me, but I can take it from here? That's not living in much fear of the Lord or love of the Lord, is it? I can take it from here. I remember what we preached on last week. We got to stop with the what ifs and start declaring even if, right? Even if you're good and I can trust you. How many sitting here today say, I trust the Lord? I trust Him. Where I'm at right now, I trust Him. I take hold of Him. Where I'm at right now, where my faith is, I take hold of Him. Here I am. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. Thank you that you are doing a new thing in me. Thank you that you are bringing me back to what I was created to be. Thank you, God. And I never want to leave from that place again. See, we sit around fearing the Lord. We, we, we talk about fear of the Lord. Man, let me ask you guys a quick question. How many remember the story Moses was leading the people of Israel up to the, the holy mountain. And the holy mountain's got all these clouds and the lightning. And, 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 and what do the people do? We don't want to go. We don't want to go. Moses, you go. And then whatever you tell us, you listen. And then whatever you tell us, we'll do it. Well, did that work really well anyways? And what's interesting is Moses gets up there and totally, totally just developed this amazing relationship with the Lord, didn't he? So much so he just glowed. And it freaked the people out because he glowed. But see, Moses came to that point where, yes, he had a fear of the Lord, but I'm going to tell you what, Moses was too afraid of the Lord not to go to the mountain. 
Did you hear what I just said? Moses was too afraid of the Lord not to go to the mountain because his fear was also rooted in his love for God because he knew he served what kind of God? Loving, good, gracious God. How many of us encounter a situation and we're like, I don't know if I was God, I would have done this to me. Come on. Or if he's such a loving God, why? How many have ever done that? And then you stop in your faith right there rather than being too afraid and walking in the fear of the Lord. And let's just keep getting closer to that mountain then, okay? It may not look real comfortable at the moment, but I'm going to keep walking because my God, I believe, is good and awesome and has my best interest in mind. So I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. I am not going to find myself going, no. I'm going to tell you now, there is no life circumstance any in any of your lives or mine where sin is the answer and the only way out. Amen? It's just not. It's not. God loves us too much. He wants far too much for us. Boy, I never said that before. Did you know that God wants far too much for us? He's more than enough. Blessed are all who fear the Lord. What's blessed mean? Joyous. Content. Brother Curtis, we've had several conversations about contentment, biblical contentment. It's truly being content and at peace. All who fear the Lord, who walk in what? Obedience to Him. You know, I've got, I got to teach a discipleship class next month uh, in our district, and it's interesting. After I worked all my outline, all my impressive-looking syllabus, I never dreamed in a million years I'd be writing a syllabus, draw, writing the syllabus up, looking at all, getting everything together, I came to this one very simple re- uh, realization. I cannot be a disciple unless I truly am a disciple. I cannot share God's love unless I truly love God. And I can't love God unless I have the full understanding of what loving God is, fearing ever leaving His what? I'm not going to be a fair-weather follower. I don't want to be a fair-weather follower. That's much to my detriment. Lord, I fear you. Blessed are they. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. It doesn't say everything will go honky-dory at all times. But guess what? When you start walking in this mindset, what starts to happen regardless of what's coming your way? Peace and contentment. Has anybody noticed that you can be at peace and great contentment with very little and be at complete and utter a, a disorganization and falling apart when you have a lot. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's what's going, what the Lord's doing in here. It says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. I'm trying to envision what that would look like, but yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's being gotten at is this. 
just as you, and of course at this point, the author of this psalm was writing specifically to the men, uh, uh, men of the nation, but just as you are operating in your home in peace and contentment, she will also be in peace and contentment. Amen? And your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Again, interesting imagery. But what I do know is this. It will not be perfect. There will be times that we're going to have to deal with some stuff with our kids, right? But you know what? How greater when we allow that hope to come pouring from us and His love to come pouring from us to our children as we're walking through both the good and the not so good. Amen? Because when we walk in the love slash fear of the Lord, what a beautiful thing that does for our lives. Amen? Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Today, I just wanted to begin on this. Guys, how many feel like in the last year or two you have had a a, a different kind of experience with God's love and you've just begun to see God's love in a way you never had seen before? Yeah, hands all around. Yeah, totally. And how many sit here can say, because of that, I don't want to go back. Come on, who says that? Okay, then you're living in the what? Fear. Amen? He says, you don't go back. And if he begins to make aware things in your life, make those things aware that that are areas that are coming between you and him, or, or guess what, Lord? Thank you for showing that to me. Thank you for giving me the strength as I move away from those and I repent of those. And thank you for handling me with such care and love. I don't want to go back. Amen? How many know there have been times you've walked through some difficult stuff and found that God was even greater at the other end than when you initially thought? Was it an easy walk? No way. I am not going to let the mountain and how it looks at the moment keep me from continuing to trod towards that mountain and say, I more want to be with Him than I want to run away. Amen? So, guys, I'm going to tell you what. We're going to spend the next probably month or so just really looking at what it is to live in the fear of the Lord and the love of the Lord together and understanding that and knowing that, Lord, You've laid things out for my betterment. I don't want to give in and run back to any of that stuff, anything that's not that anymore. I don't want to run back to where I was. I don't. And no matter what the temptation, God, you're still greater. And I will stand firm on you. So, Lord, just as we look just today, just regarding fear, the fear of the Lord, Lord, it's just a tidbit just kind of foundational teaching looking before we really start to dig in over the next couple weeks. But Lord, I want to thank you, Father, as you begin to open our eyes to a whole different definition of what fearing the Lord is. 
It's our realization of just how much we need you and just how much you love us and just how much we love you. Lord, I don't want to do things because I have to. I want to do it because I want to, because of who you are. You are good. And we love you. Mm. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. You met us where we are. Can anybody say amen on that? You met us where we were. Thank you that we are not quite where we want to be. Amen. But thank you, Lord, we are not where we once were. Amen. And thank you, Lord, by your strength, I am not going back to where I was. Amen. I will not become a slave to that fear. I will not become a slave to temptation and sin. I will stand firm and move forward in your love, your grace, and your mercy. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Because, oh, what a blessing it is to live in the fear and the love of the Lord. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus because He first loved me. Let me hear you one more time. Oh, how I love Jesus. Let me have you stand right where you are and sing that. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because He first loved me.